0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Velocity Podcast. It's episode number 34, believe it or not, my friend. Catching up with our age. Nearly there. Nearly there. Blimey. Um, My friend, how are you? I want to dive straight into your big news of the week. You know what it is.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you how I am. I went to stand up a minute ago and um, my legs didn't move very well. Uh, So, yeah, I had my... um, I've started getting back, well, I've literally just started getting back into uh, a bit of a routine with my health and fitness again. uh, And I had my own, my very own personal training session this morning. Felt like it was pretty moderate. um, Didn't push myself, didn't go over the top. Was remarkably surprised how difficult pull-ups were um, compared to the last time I tried them. But yeah, just tried to stand up about half an hour ago and my legs barely worked so i'm looking forward to tomorrow morning how yeah, um tomorrow's <laughs> gonna be fun. it will be how are you mate
0: yeah i'm good thanks pal uh little, little fatigued we're just i think we're hopefully coming through the end of a, of a tough patch of sleep routines with the little one uh those of the don't know i have a daughter who's 16 months and we're just going through a little sleep regression one of many that, that I, know, I know i understand that you get um, but no, I'm doing I'm doing all right. Thank you. Uh, looking forward to a trip away with you this week. You and I are off to an event, aren't we? We're off to a, a conference um, with a company called Total Mental Performance, someone who we're actually very, um, very proud to be collaborating with at Velocity. They come in and, and um, offer their knowledge and wisdom to our clients in the form of workshops and coaching sessions. So that's really exciting. But we're going, we've been invited to one of their events uh, held in Manchester on Wednesday. So you and I have got a little trip to Trip up north, so to speak, or up north,er uh, up the country. Looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, it should be good. We've uh, we've splashed out on a travel lodge. Stop it. Um, <laughs> so uh so yeah, that'll be fine. But it's one of those decisions, wasn't it? Sometimes we go real swanky, Hillary. Hillary. Um, but um
0: we should probably provide some context for that because it's something that you and I do. This is just a sidebar for people who have been listening, the loyal listeners of the Losty Podcast and those that are going to continue. Craig and I have our own language quirks, and one of them is that we find random words that rhyme with the word that we actually want to use. So if we're talking about a swanky hotel that we might visit, we, of course, might use the similar sounding name, Hillary Swank, because I love Hillary Swank, great actress. And so we might say that hotel is a bit Hillary. So keep your ears ears pulled back because there might be some more of
1: those to come over the next 20 minutes or so. It's certainly not shorthand because sometimes we say much, much longer (laughs) words, but it's just fun, isn't it? It's something a bit different.
0: Yeah, exactly, keep you on your toes. So listen, today we're gonna talk about um, uh, the the principle, the model that we actually conjured up ourselves. And I I think there's a time and a place for us to talk about models because there's a lot of value in it for trainers to use in the way they communicate stuff to their clients like we're about to communicate something to you, that is the 5k stack is a very simple idea where we combine three simple principles and how we think about them. So the 5k stack is basically three different sets of systems, if you like, that if you install together as a piece, uh, you'll get to consistent 5k months and you'll be able to get fully booked like like in a processed way. And so Craig, would you break it down for us just briefly, because this is gonna be our conversational topic for the next 20 minutes, what the 5k stack is.
1: Yeah, sure. And I think the funny thing about this is it genuinely will get you if you're nowhere near consistent 5k months right now, this language that we're about to talk about these systems, they will get you to consistent 5k months, just this alone, which is why we wanted to create this model, because we see so many people overcomplicate the process. Yeah. And so with this model, we're able to, to yeah. redefine what is actually important and what is actually going to get you to those consistent 5k months and let's be honest beyond that as well but these are the fundamentals that will get you there if you stick to it
0: because it, it's it's like a warning that needs to come out which is like i, I really want to talk about something sexy and complex like you now if you just get the right business card like if you get the right thickness and the right colors combination you start handing it out and clients will call, like I, I wish there was in a way i do i wish there was something really sexy so we could talk about yeah. like really loads of different stuff but Basically, we have to come back every week and talk about the same stuff because it is just getting people to nail the basics. But the one card we do have, which I always fall back to, is that we know and talking to you, dear personal trainer, we love you, that you say exactly the same things to your clients. Uh, it's just about nailing the basics. Get your calories right. Get your steps in. Lift some weights. Sleep a bit. Uh, don't eat too much crap. And you'll be in great shape. Do that for long enough and you'll be in great shape. And this is our message to you in the same vein. So there's my preamble.
1: Yeah, nail the fundamentals. So the fundamentals are simply oh. money, money, people, people, and time. Time. If you master those three things, and we're going to go into a little bit more detail today, but if you can master your money, if you can master the people that you serve, and you can master the time that you spend doing it, not only are you going to be making consistent 5k months, but you're going to be doing it in a really well organized manner. And in a manner that's going to allow you to go a hell of a lot further than that, if you yeah. so wish.
0: Yeah, and that's a that's a really good point because this is like foundations. Like you got, you cannot run a, a successful business without those three, without understanding and have a grasp on those three things. And I, like we talk about five K, because it's one of the first, the first kind of levels, the first hurdle to get over as a as a face to face coach. But then you're absolutely right. You can go as far as you want to with it once you have a little bit of foundational knowledge and you know how to build on it. So yeah, it's a really good point.
1: Yeah. So let's start with the bottom of our of our stack and let's talk about, um, let's talk about money. So do you wanna start with uh, with pricing? Yes.
0: So yeah, we, the, we can break down money into a few different things. So we've kind of got like what, money in terms of what we, what we, puts a price tag on what you do. And then we've got how you take payment, which you, which you might wanna to speak to Craig, maybe, but, and then also like your money personally, um, and we we can kind of at some different angles we don't want to be here all day so we'll just give you like one thing that we want to communicate with you today and for me it is about the price tag that you put on your services because there's two fundamental problems that i see a lot of and you and i've been around the block a little bit now in terms of personal training that i see number one a lot of amazing coaches undercharge for their services
1: mm-hmm. and it's
0: not like If you undercharge for a small period of time while you're building up your reputation and your knowledge and you're you're not known in an area, I get that, that can be a good strategy. Like get massive demand on your service, get fully booked, build a waiting list and then you can raise prices and you can do do so on your terms, I get that. But the number of people following that strategy is few and far between. I see so many people undercharging and that leads me to the second point which is then they end up stuck there and they don't raise their prices as they get better as a coach. And it's just, it's mad to me, because I've got this amazing coach sat in front of me, not you, by the way, um, and, <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and I've got this amazing coach sat in front of me, and now I'm not gonna raise my prices because all my clients are really loyal. And I think that's lovely. It's a lovely thing for you to say, loyalty is fantastic, because it feels like a really lovely trait, but actually it's holding you back. And I, I think it's actually more disloyal for your clients not to pay you what you're actually worth, what you've earned the right to be able to charge for your services. And there's, there's, there's a lot of very tangible benefits with charging more. Like if you charge more, you'll attract better clients. And by better, we mean more serious, more committed, more willing to change. Because the people that don't charge a lot, like they think, wow, I can throw £100 down the toilet, no problem, or whatever it is. And I won't really notice the difference. And so those are the two big problems. Like they obviously connected and they link into one another. Um, but if we can challenge you and get you charging a fee that gets you out of bed in the morning, there's your phrase, um, and that, that excites you and that can actually form part of a really um, motivating business plan for you, it can change the
1: game. Totally. And and the whole loyalty piece, just to touch on that, if you are loyal to your clients, then put your prices up so that you can provide them with a better service. You know, Increasing your prices is not, not just about putting more money in your back pocket. It's about giving you options. It's saying, okay, well, I can invest in a nutritionist and they're going to come in and they're going to help out some of my some of my clients. I can invest in a better booking system so that my clients can use this, this and this to better organize their week. I can build these resources. I can provide this event. So it's not just about lining your pockets, although it is important that you earn more as you become more experienced and you get better results, because that's what makes the world go round. But it's about everything else that goes with it as well. And there's another big part to this, which is, um, and you would have, I'm sure, heard us talk about this many, many times, which is MRR, Monthly Recurring Revenue. And this is how you collect the money that you charge. And we live in a world where most things are paid for on a monthly basis. If you have a house with a mortgage, you'll pay it most likely monthly or rent monthly. There's lots and lots of things that happen in your world that need to be dealt with on a, on a weekly or monthly basis. And so if you're stuck in a mindset of selling packs of five and blocks of 10, I I spoke to somebody the other day that was selling in, in fact, they've joined our program. Um, they were selling blocks of 10 and, um, they, they said that they gave them six months to use 10 sessions. And they were explaining how their revenue is up here one month and down here the next. And I was like, I'm not fucking surprised. Mm -hmm. Of course it is. These people have got six months to eke out their sessions. And the the problem with that is what message is that giving to the client? Is that motivating for the client to show up every week? When the client's feeling like, "Mm, I haven't really been on it this week. I haven't quite got my nutrition right. Haven't lost any weight or I haven't built any strength. I haven't been to the gym. I'll sack it off for another week. Naturally.
0: Because, I, because I can always just defer it. I can always just push it down. I've got 26 weeks to use it, so no problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So, yeah, monthly recurring revenue, direct debit, having an agreement, having boundaries is not just good for you and the ability for you to build a consistently growing business so that you can go, do you know what? We can buy that house. Do you know what? We can get that car. We can go on a holiday. We can put money away for the children every single month. We can start a pension because it's reliable because it's consistent that's amazing but it's also fairer to your clients because you're setting up the environment for change you're putting them under the pressure that they need healthy pressure that they need to spark a change within themselves Mm -hmm. and so i think that's a really really important part of the pricing system and making sure it's not just about saying oh i'll charge monthly then it's the whole monthly recurring revenue process that we take our coaches through. Right the way through from how we sort of sell to the client in the first place, through to how we onboard them into the program. I think a lot of
0: a lot of trainers that are listening to this now will probably just like fundamentally. That's, amb- about-
1: That's ambitious, by the way. A lot of the trainers that are listening to this
0: right now. Right. We're, we're episode thirty-four now. This is like, true. We're, we're on our way. I, I read. A total side note, but I read that I think. I, I, I don't remember actually the number, but it's a very small percentage of people that start a podcast get past episode 10 or even 20. So like in order to just get into the top like bracket of podcasters, you just got to do 10 episodes or 20. Like it's not many. It's amazing how how many people start one or two and then just think, oh, I'll sack it off.
1: Well, that's a, that's a bloody conversation for another day, isn't it? The amount of people that start something and don't see it through, but, um, but there we yeah. go. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Back to, uh, back to what you were saying. I've forgotten that. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, no, no. So we
0: know we just talked about two things. One is like the how much what what your what price tag you put on your thing. Craig's talking about how we take payment and we want it to want to integrate some recurring nature to your money, the way you collect it. I think there's like one of the things that can sit above all the things that we could talk about money around would be your relationship with it. And I, I know my relationship with money as a thing, as a kind of an entity, hasn't been great all the time. Like I felt that. I was too young to be able to earn money. And then you can think that I'm not a good enough coach to be earning money or that money means, if I want money, that means I'm greedy. Like There's so many things that I think get people wound up in how they think about money. And that leads them to either not work on the stuff that we've been talking about or do it wrong or just kind of make rash decisions. So I think that's um, that's something that we've we've noticed quite a lot. And obviously we've developed in ourselves
1: quite a lot personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's important. It's important yeah. not to be shy of money yeah and it's important not to build ego around money as well there is a there is a balance for sure but i think yeah we've we've got to get that right and one of the things that we do often at velocity and it is certainly part of the 5k stack is forecasting your money as well going ahead 12 months and saying okay well this is this is where i want to be because these are the things that i want to be able to do with my life and now i'm going to reverse engineer that back to today and that might tell me that I need to open up five more slots. Or it might tell me that I need to be on a on a mission to improve my service so that I can charge £10 a session more. Or I want to add this. It, it will give you the information that you need if you can go to that endpoint and work your way back to today.
0: So let's talk about people. This is the middle the middle section of a triangle, if you can imagine it. We've got um, money on the bottom. We've got this foundational money pieces. And now we need to think about, about people. And we, ages ago, we stumbled across this idea of a six-stage ladder. And the six, this this six, six stage ladder idea is that if and we you and I have conflict over this, because whenever you draw it, you draw it top down. And I always think about it bottom up. So I'm introducing this. So for this conversation, it's bottom up. right? right. I'm so, fine. I'm fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I just completely
0: fucked your brain now. But basically, the idea is like you, you use a ladder to get someplace. So I want to and arguably you, you can go use a ladder to get down. somewhere. But my argument is that you've got to get up there in the first place. So we've we, got to climb up a ladder. So the six rungs on it, and this ladder will take someone from not knowing who you are, being a, basically a stranger, to being the most loyal, committed, paying, incredible client that you could ever dream of. And we've got to master each rung of those ladders. So um, what, if, if I was asking you, Craig, one, one thing you wanted to share within the next few minutes on the six stage ladder, what is the, what's the, what's the piece?
1: The best way to sell is to stop trying to sell. Basically, is what Good is what the six stage ladder is all about. And I and to on a side note, I think you are right with the ladder, but I've just got so ingrained with drawing it one way that
0: yeah. I'm every time you draw it, I'm like, oh no, he's written no at the top again. For fuck's
1: sake, you have to learn to love it. Um, so the point the point of the six stage ladder and the the overarching principle is that when you're marketing when you're trying to get your name out there, when you're trying to let people know what it is that you do, you should absolutely not be trying to sell. And we see this all the time. We're not, David said it earlier, we're not not dealing with somebody that is in any way kind of close to you or what it is that you do or understands you. This isn't a referral that's come to you. This isn't somebody that's been watching you for 18 months training other people. What we're talking about here is what we do with somebody who is the absolute coldest of strangers and how we take that person through a a ladder, in this case, in this kind of idea, to a place where they really warm to you. And so the way that we do that is by, first of all, getting them to know who you are and what it is that you do. The second step is to build rapport with that person, to get them to like you. And to get them to like you we have to run the risk of them not liking you and that's okay because in marketing if you're trying to appeal to everyone you'll appeal to no one and so with, we that, with that
0: one like sorry mate on that point another a nice little side note observation is you don't want to be that guy or that gal who who like wants everyone to love them
1: yeah Do you know two. what i mean that
0: like, that 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 bloke or that girl in your like that tries to like bit two-faced and that that doesn't matter what people say they always agree or they always want to compliment you like it's you want you want to have you want to be that person who's in your world who's honest who's like genuinely gives you their honest opinion on things and doesn't always say that what you do is amazing because it means less when that happens so just i think that's a nice way to think about it in your friendship circles don't be that person who's just like wants you to like them it's it's really desperate and it stinks
1: Yeah, it does. Absolutely right. So the the way that we we will do this is we'll be curious, we'll ask questions and we'll try to find out information about people. Because when we ask people questions about themselves, they naturally warn to you. And here's the tip. They're starting to tell you all of the things that you need for later down the line. Mm -hmm. Now, once we've got someone to know you and we've got somebody to like you, the next thing is to start to build trust. So that's the third part of our six stage ladder. And the key thing with this, and this could be, you know, a one hour talk in itself. So I'll keep it punchy for today is Jason. that you give it, keep it Jason, Jason Punchen. Um, yeah. <laughs> You could quite literally give away 99% of what you know at this level, at the trust level, completely for free. And it will only enhance your chances of signing more clients. Mm-hmm. People aren't paying you for the information that you have between your ears. They're paying for the implementation. They're paying for you to sequence all of that information together for them. They're paying for you to help them understand what one or two out of the 100 things that you've spoken about are relevant for them right now and today. So don't be afraid at this stage. They know you, they like you. They need to learn to trust you. They need to go, do you know what? This person really knows their shit. This might be someone that can help me with the thing that I'm struggling with right now. They're not going to think that if you're withholding all of your information because you're scared because they haven't bought anything yet. So I don't want them to have any of it. So we've got to get past that. Now, once we've established that, when somebody knows you, likes you and trusts you, what we can say in marketing terms is that we've turned a lead into a prospect. Now, a lead is just a, a name and a number and somebody that maybe you might be able to help. A prospect is someone that you know you can help and it's somebody that is leaning in. And by leaning in, I mean they're starting to ask questions of you. They're starting to say, so how does your program work? So who is it that you help? So you work in, you work in that gym down the road, is that right? They're starting to ask those kind of questions. Now you know they're a prospect and now we can move them to the the second half of the six stage ladder mm-hmm. do you want to yeah. Talk
0: about that, Dave? yeah i'm just going to talk about refer actually the very top because we've got the, the top half goes try by refer so try is the consultation taster experience piece um we could talk about that for ages and we, we are on our upcoming challenge by the way so if you're not registered do register <clears> now register now? Um, and then you've got the buy phase, which is like them buying and actually picking you the money. And then what happens as soon as they've got the money, the onboarding and how they get inducted into the program, that jazz. But the bit I wanted to like, I, I love this bit, the bit of referrals because the holy grail, as you and I talk about of sales is referrals. And in, like, imagine if each one of your clients, each referred one person to you every year, just once a year, they, they gave you one person you'd be able to replenish your whole client base in a year. You wouldn't need to. Not every, like, if your client lifetime is longer than one year, then you've basically got a growing business without having to do any marketing whatsoever. And that is like a really attractive prospect. And so then we have a lot of trainers that ask us, how do I get more referrals? And this is the best answer that I've got. It's basically when your, your client's expectation or, or, the, or what you deliver for your client goes way over and above their expectation. And so you can provide so much value, which I'll come back to in a second, than what they expected. There's this huge gulf of a huge, great big gap. So it's like they come in and they're totally, utterly wowed about what they get and what happens and how they feel and how they're treated and the results they get and the progress they make and the the energy that, that, that gets transferred to them in the process of their coaching or your coaching of them, that they cannot help themselves but talk about you. And if we can create that environment then you will you won't have to work very hard to get those referrals in because they will want to do it we don't have to twist their arm we don't have to like incentivize them we don't have to nudge and remind them and beat referrals out of them they will want to do it and we we actually have a way of like tactfully and um we've kind of put that into a formula we know how to make that happen yes it's hard work yes it's take it takes time it's fucking great when you get there so that that's like in terms of getting that final rung of the ladder there is some work to do for sure once we've mastered the first three that you mentioned and then we've kind of got great systems around the trying and the tasting showcasing element and obviously the buying the onboarding journey but that that final piece of the puzzle can really set you alight to go on an incredible incredible business journey
1: yeah for sure before before we move on to the final part of the 5k stack which is time one way to summarize the six stage ladder. A word that I use every single day is nurture. And I believe that nurture is one of the biggest missing links, not just in the fitness industry, but in so many different industries that maybe struggle to increase their client base. So many companies now, so many people and so many personal trainers will generate a lead and will go straight to the sale. They'll talk about their product and say, Hey, do you want it, do you want it? Do you want to get started? Is this for you? And they'll miss out this crucial nurture piece in the middle. When you build it, it becomes this conveyor belt. Yes, it takes a little bit longer, but I can guarantee you're going to have a hell of a lot more people dropping into your business and purchasing from you when you take them through this journey. So understanding how to nurture the people in your world is so big because you'll not only get the now buyers into your life, but the people that aren't ready right now, but can be nurtured into a position where they understand they do need your help you're going to start to bring them through as well, which is amazing. So that's key.
0: Final layer, the top of the pyramid of the 5K stack is time. And we're not, we're not going to get very far if we don't have a fix over our time. Craig, kick, kick us off in, like, for you, what if we've got, you've got a few minutes now to kind of convey one key point around how we can get trainers better spending the most precious resource that is time, what would it be?
1: So the, the big thing for me, the big missing link from many years of coaching personal trainers is that people aren't spending enough of their time focused on actually growing their business. So they, they they work very hard to train their clients. They work very, very hard to write the right programs. But then when that's done, it stops and they wait and they wonder, why is the business not growing? Why is that person over there charging double what I'm charging? I can't and they also they they get to 25, 30 clients and think, well, that's it. That's my ceiling. There's there's nowhere else to go.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So working on your business as a business owner, a businessman or a woman, and making decisions that create the next three, six, nine, twelve months, five years, 10 years. But create the path for you to walk so that you can continually grow your business. That's the biggest missing link when it comes to time as a personal trainer, turning it from a a service that you're providing into an actual business that can grow. And one of the biggest myths in face to face coaching is that the only way to make more money is to give up more of your time. And we're proving that wrong every week at Velocity, especially in our higher level program, once you develop the fundamentals and actually once you have demand for your services, it's amazing what you can do to get time back and continue to increase your revenue. But you have to think like a businessman or a businesswoman and give it the time that it deserves in order to get there. Mm.
0: I'll just wrap that up with the one little kind of granular practical point about what you just said. So Imagine you decide you've got 40 hours to work, Like you, you looked at the diary and you said, I can commit 40 hours to this personal training thing that I'm, that I'm working on. And the, the acronym here is DSD, right? You've got delivery time, you've got support time for clients and you've got development time. That's for you in the business. And so you've got to now divvy up those 40 hours between those three categories. And this is the step that most trainers don't do. They just think, right, 40 hours, cool. Let me see where I can get the clients. Let me pack in 40 hours worth of sessions. And what we're here to say is that that's not the right way to go about it. So we'll work backwards. So d- development time if, across the 40, you want at least 10. And is a good place to start. So let's take 10 off the table, that leaves you with 30. And then you go to ask yourself, like based on the service that you're going to deliver for and for who you're going to deliver it, how much support will I need to give that time? And it's like a slider. You can go 25-5, you can go 20-10 on the delivery to support, but it just that depends on you. And you know, we would we would sit down and our coaches ask them a few questions to help figure out the right place to balance that but let's say that it's 20 and 10 all right that means that we're going to dedicate 20 hours of delivery of actually seeing coaching clients 10 hours is supporting those those 20 clients through making some programs doing some write-ups checking in with them accountability messages facebook group community events like all that kind of stuff that is on top of the delivery of the sessions and then you've got 10 hours on top of that to work on your business to work on yourself as a business owner where we're actually looking at the business, we're standing back from it and saying, cool, how do we want to develop it? What do we want to build? What new things do we need to make? What things do we need to adjust? What new skills do I need to acquire so that I can make this business bigger and better next year and the year after that and the year after that. And I think that very simple breakdown, DSD should help people understand what we're talking about.
1: Yeah, the the bigger thing is, when am I gonna book in for the fully booked in five challenge so that I can really learn about how to do that? 2nd of October, 2023. Uh, let us know if you want to join you don't you don't want to miss it
0: yeah exactly so if you haven't if you haven't already registered we're running a free five-day challenge it's for face to face coaches only so if you're an online uh, we love you but that's not this is not for you and um yeah we'd love to to be fair we put a cap of 100 people on it we want to like have no more than 100 so that we can actually get some really good quality so far i think we've got around 60 ish a couple of weeks to go so they're they're selling like hotcakes my friend but no, um you can find the link on our Instagram profiles, you can find it in our free Facebook group, you can email us, you can message us. It's pretty easy to get on and get the get the info. So we'd love to see you.
1: Yeah. And you know, the reason that we're doing it is there is some genuine value in this. It's not the sort of thing you're just going to listen in and go, Oh, that was cool. Like you'll be able to take something really valuable away from this and apply it to your business. You're going to learn about that 5k stack that we spoke about in a lot more detail. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, we're very well aware that we're going to be giving away a lot of our value for free. And we are 100% cool with that, pretty much for the reasons that we just outlined below, total Mm -hmm. transparency. So, um, so yeah, come and join us, come and learn with us. And, uh, and let's see what we can do for your business.
0: So moving on to our final segment fun fact of the day and I'm going to hand over to you because I'm actually scared and a bit resent, and regretful of what I chose as mine you'll understand that in a
1: minute what is your fun fact of the day so i found this quite interesting and i've i've been through different uh, spouts of growing beards and sort of relatively lean at the moment but i do remember a time where i had quite a tash and when i was drinking a pint you'd get this liquid stuck in your in the top of your beard so i stumbled across this um, and I, I'm not a Guinness drinker, but everybody knows that Guinness lip that the the, the men with the moustache um, yeah. pick up. Guinness once estimated that 93,000 litres of beer are lost in facial hair each year in the UK alone. How, how many? 93,000 litres of beer are lost in facial hair each year in the UK alone. And I'd say by loss, they mean like...
0: Sort of someone drinks it and then someone sort of wipes their their hand across it and then it just goes flicks, on the floor. Flicks it on the table next to them. 23,0. That's mental. Like what's oh, yeah. the cost of just like facial hair lost Guinness? That's a lot, isn't it? That is a
1: lot. Yeah, that is a lot. <laughs>
0: there we go. Listen, there's your next fun fact to share down the pub with you, mates. Um mm. I've I've got what is said by the Guinness World World Book of Records, Guinness Book of Records, as the toughest tongue twister in the english english language
1: the fact that you struggled to say that sentence <laughs> means that we're really going to be in trouble if you're going to try and say this now
0: here we go so i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to attempt to say this now and i challenge you to try this yourself if you're out on a walk in a car on a workout or whatever you can try this okay you ready let's right, go here we
1: go here we go thick sick chic sixth sheep sick, sick.
0: <laughs> no
1: idea <laughs> We might, have to, we might have to write that one down in the uh, in the bio for this. Series. Yeah,
0: there we go. Well, I'll do this one more time. Sixth, sick sheiks, sixth sheeps, sick. <laughs> anyway, um, that's that's said to be the toughest tongue twister, to and I, I'm reading
1: it slowly. But you can have a go and be the judge.
0: Can you? Can you try it? I'll try. It?
1: No, I'd need no. I need, <laughs> yeah, need to see it written down. But that does sound bloody difficult. Yeah.
0: There we are. Anyway, listen, that was episode 34. It was a good chat to you, my friend,
1: and we'll look forward to the next one. Take care, guys.